Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that gives you a window into the personal partnership adventures of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. Let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited for today's show as we actually have four guests on the show. That's right, all four guests from earlier in the week have provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition, or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We, we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick we tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good, and we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next. And instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. First, we have Jonathan Astley from Monday's interview. So, Jonathan, to help us illustrate how, you know, not following our yes can undermine a partnership, do me a favor. Tell us a story of a time when you didn't follow your yes. Maybe you didn't even realize at the time, but now when you look back, you realize you had a clear yes. Your gut was telling you exactly what to do, and you still didn't do it. Tell us about that time. You know, what comes to mind was, I shared early in this, uh, about going through a crash in 2008, and part of that was because I was in relationship with my stockbroker, who was a personal friend, and, and I trusted him. He had my accounting, I mean, he had my power of attorney and could do all the investing. And yet, I know he was going through a lot of emotional trauma in his life. He was going through a divorce, and there was lots of negativity surrounding his life. And my gut was screaming to me, Jonathan, he's not in a good place to be in charge of your money. But I overrid that because we had friendship, and we had, you know, and I felt like I trust him and everything else. But something inside of me was screaming, but I really didn't listen to it because I was thinking of trust, if you will. And sure enough, a lot of one of the reasons why I lost so much in the marketplace was because he wasn't on it. Mm. 
And my voice was saying it to me, but I wasn't listening to it at all. I was overriding it with so much. And I, I actually, that was probably one of the first experiences I've learned to now really listen to that inner voice, that space of saying yes. And especially when it comes around money, <laughs> it's yeah. really, because it's not, you know, it takes a long time to build it up and a short time to <laughs> flush it down the toilet. So th- that's probably the one that comes to mind. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a great example. Great example. Yeah. And well, let's flip this around. Let's let's take a look at maybe a moment in time where you had a clear yes. And, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. You know, actually, what's interesting, it's actually happening in my personal life right now. I'm, I'm now I'm saying yes to in the dating world. I'm saying yes to meeting people. Um, to experience different people without any expectation, without any outcome, without any pressure, because this is what I've been driven to do. And and even just prior to this call, I I said yes to a coffee date. Um, And while it isn't going to lead into a romantic connection or a partnership, I walked away going, God, I'm so grateful I met this person because she's, she's got a piece of the puzzle that I know I needed to hear, she didn't have the entire puzzle for me, but she had a piece of the puzzle. And I'm like, so, and I'm glad I said yes, because I knew, you know, I knew we weren't a romantic fit and I could have said no, but I've been saying yes lately to a, a lot of people that aren't a fit. And each time I'm walking away with some really amazing, you know, personal growth and empowerment and, and, and gifts, because I've been practicing just saying yes without any expectation, outcome, or agenda. That's fantastic. That is really, really great. And it speaks to exactly what we're talking about, right? You, you don't have to know the end result of that yes. No. But typically, my experience has been, you know, when you say yes to that thing, whatever that is, that gut instinct that says, this is what you need to do, and you do it, it leads us to more yeses. Yes. If and we that's go, what's amazing and, about it because we let go of the control of oh it's going to lead to this or it's going to just go with it, and then we find oh that introduced me to this that introduced me to that that would have never happened if I hadn't said yes you know six or seven times ago. In the dating world, for anyone who's single out and dating, I I know you know I, I want to say practice your yes, practice your yes, and without agenda, without expectation, without outcome, and if you can do that and appreciate the process, just for what it is. And you can walk away going, I feel like some enrichment. I promise you, for those single out there dating, the more you do this, the faster what you're seeking is going to, it'll be like a bullet coming into your life. Thank you, Jonathan. That is tremendous advice. Thank you very, very much. You're very welcome. Next, we have Chantal LaMontagne from our double bonus launch on Monday. Chantal, to help us illustrate how this can undermine a partnership, please tell us a story of a time when, well, maybe you didn't follow your yes. You know, it could have been maybe at the time you didn't even realize that you had a yes. But looking back now, you're like, oh, my gosh, my gut was telling me exactly what to do, but I didn't do it. Take us to that moment in time. Oh, Ken. Ken, Ken, Ken. (laughs) It's been so long. I can't come up with it. And please don't think that I'm bragging or anything like this. Here's what it is. 
I've been practicing Ho'oponopo for years, and the biggest gift in the world that I got was that my intuition is so sharp. I can see it on the other side of the road. That's Does that make sense? Awesome. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, so, so I'm, it kind of, I, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, so let's take this to the next step then. So you've got a lot of experience of trusting that, that gut, listening to the yes, yes and operating from that. What yes. do you find happens when you do that? What, what's your experience of following your yeses? It's win-win. It's win-win. I remember clearly January 2011, and I was trying to put projects together, and nothing worked. And what I got, it's going to sound woo-woo for some people, but I got really clear guidance. And the guidance was sit down, and it is time to write your book. Because for 10 years, I had, I had gotten the intuition. Well, here's one. 10 years say I kept studying uh, what I'm now teaching, and I thought, oh, somebody's going to teach it. This, this is good information. And one day I heard, it's going to be you. And here's one, you know, to go with your private prayer question. And basically it was, no, I, I, I can't. I, who am I to write a book? No, 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 no. So it took 10 years. 10 years later, uh, that morning in January, I said, sit down, write the book. And it was such an urgent, there was an urgency about it. And I thought, well, I'll make a coffee and then I'll write the book. Say, no, 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 no. The guidance was sit down and write the book. And I, it, took me, it took me two weeks to write to put on paper 20 years of material. I was obsessed. I had 28 chapters when I was done. And that, yes, meant giving birth. This is insight I just got a while ago. For a lot of years, a lot of teachers would tell me, oh, you're too hungry and you're too driven and you're too this and you're too that. And what I, I realized is they were wrong. Once we are given, we're being a steward of a gift that we need to birth, it will bug you until you birth it and you give it a structure. The hard part is a structure. And once you express yourself and you give a structure, like I had to create a, a website and I had to write the book and I had to get an office and I had to get all of those things, then you can know peace. I am at peace doing what I know I need to be doing. And, and it, was, it was much more than just this, but the, 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 the bite that I want to give our audience is, is this, please birth what is inside, because this means living a peaceful dream life. What I love about what you just shared with us, Chantal, is obviously such a great example of when you follow the yes, what happens? It leads to more yeses and life yeah. just flows. But the other thing that you were, you were mentioning is, you know, this is what's inside of you. And yeah. my experience has, has been that we've gotten the pattern in our culture is it's easier for us and we're trained to actually say no to ourselves and say yes to someone else. Yes. Yeah. And the trick is we still say no. We're afraid, oh, I don't want to say no to somebody else. That's rude. But you do say no. You say no to yourself. And that's where yes. everybody loses. So the more everybody. you can follow that yes, the more then, everyone wins because you come forward, your gifts are shared, and the people you're in experience with see, oh, that's viable. And you become an example that they can then follow as well and go, I can do that too. I know I need to follow that more. And it, it snowballs. It's an amazing, amazing yes. thing to witness. And it's okay to get help. A lot of my coaching has to do with um, 
um, I start with a session asking them, how was your week? And they go, this happened and this happened. And I, I, then I tell them, that was guidance. I had, I had such beautiful teachers who said, please recognize guidance when it shows up. And I hope and is a big part of it. And to help people, oh, I can tell you how sweet this is, to help people to connect them with this happened, this is guidance. Please recognize the feeling of it because there's a signature of guidance in your body. And that's where the Mario Martinez book is fabulous. It's really going to help you uh, figure this out. Um, it is power. The, the, I tell women, y- your intuition is power. Get connected to your intuition. It will save your life. How many women say, well, I kind of had a feeling it wasn't the right guy, but I didn't, I didn't follow it. And then 10 years later, she's been miserable for 10 years. And the cost of that is unbelievable. Yeah, so absolutely. Can... Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and thank <laughs> you for clarifying that, because it is. That's, that's a, a very concrete way that that shows up in our lives. And for those of you listening, uh, this is why we do this show, is so that you can be reacquainted with the information that came onto the interview earlier this week. And if you go to our show notes page, We'll have the links there to uh, the the meditation that she talks about, to the book that she's referencing with Dr. Mario Martinez. So definitely go to speakingofpartnership.com and you can put in Chantal's name. You can just put in Chantal and it'll bring up yep. the show notes and all the information that, that we have linked for you there. So thank you again for being on the show. It's been unbelievable information and I am thrilled that your book is going to be in English soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for asking me. And thank you for everybody who's listening. It, it really is a privilege, and I, I so appreciate it. You're super welcome. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Peace. Jeffrey Platts from Tuesday's episode is next up. All right. So, Jeffrey, to help us illustrate how, well, not following that yes, that instinct, that gut feeling, how that can actually undermine a partnership, do us a favor. Tell us a short story, a really quick point of, you know, when did you not follow your yes? Maybe at the time you didn't really even realize that you had some guidance around it. But now when you look back, you're like, oh, yeah, I had a really clear yes. My gut was definitely telling me what to do, but I didn't do it. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good, um, yeah. So I would say like there's a long time ago, maybe like 10, 15 years ago, I was with a, a girl long distance and I kind of knew already that it wasn't a fit, but, you know, because I was so scared to like say no, um, you know, Hey, this is not working, you know, cause I was like, Oh, the, the situation is not ideal. And I wasn't really feeling it, you know, a hundred percent. And so I just let it drag on and on to the point where like, you know, she had to call me out and be like, Hey, I, I'm not feeling you're interested in, in this relationship anymore. And so I had to, obviously I'm not going to lie. And I, you know, I had to say yes, but that was one of those instances where I, just kind of, yeah, needed to just kind of have a difficult conversation much earlier on. So that was kind of like my big, that was my lesson there. Like, hey, I'm feeling something is off. My internal guidance has been kind of, the radar has been dinging enough times over the past, you know, month or so that I need to kind of bring it up. Um, and so really kind of focusing on that was, was huge for me. It's like, I like, like, hey, next time I got to like bring it up a lot sooner. And, and really trust, like, hey, whatever's going to happen from the conversation is, is going to serve us. Yeah, and I, I know we can all relate to that scenario. But yeah. let's flip this around now. Let's take it to a time when, yeah, you had that yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. What happened there? Yeah, um, I would say it's actually 
ironically the opposite, which is even my current partner, Vanessa, she, you know, I had just bit, I had just done a long distance kind of exploration where I met a girl on match.com and she lived in LA. I was in DC. And so I came to, you know, we explored each other, you know, on Skype and phone for like a month or two. And I was like, Hey, you know what? Let me just go and see what's up. Let's go visit. Let's not, you know, but delay any longer. And so I went to go visit her. You know, we spent like 10 days together and it was, it was great, but then it just wasn't the right fit. We both realized that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'd done at least four long distance relationships or dating scenarios over the past, you know, past few years prior. And I was like, I'm done. This is it. So I was like a sworn off. And then, you know, two, three months later comes Vanessa who, you know, lives in Canada. <laughs> I'm in US. I'm in DC. And so... I was like, you know what? This is my logic brain is telling me no. This is it. Stop. Don't even entertain this. You know, I know you're kind of getting thoughts and feelings coming up, but like, stop. This is not to be done anymore because you know you've done it. You've done this already, and it just doesn't work. You know, just like wait. You know, if she comes to the U.S. at some point and you guys live in the same city or something, then cool. But you're not going to do it any anymore. But something told me to kind of explore it, you know, like what if this is really serious? This is something meaningful. Um, and I guess the, 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 the bonus of me having had done that prior with that other woman in LA was that I was able to, um, kind of cut to the chase quicker and be even, even bolder in my kind of like, Hey, I'm feeling this, I'm wanting this. What are you wanting? That kind of thing. So I guess in hindsight, all those, all those experiences led me to the perfect, you know, experience with Vanessa to be trusting like hey let me just give this a shot something fe- about this feels right and let me do it so nice. um, so I would say like that's that's a great pivot point for me to be like okay you know what like yeah I know what I logically think I shouldn't do but there's probably a reason behind it and let me just figure it out and then if it doesn't work out I'll trust that too that is a fantastic illustration of what we're talking about thank you so much yeah, yeah. And thank you, Jeffrey, for, for sharing with us on the Follow Your Yes part of the, of the program. Sure. You're welcome. Thank you. On Wednesday, I interviewed Dr. Laura and Johnny Fernandez. And Johnny was so generous to stick around after the interview and answer these couple of questions I had about following his yes. Here's what he has to say. Johnny, help us illustrate just how not following your yes, that, that gut instinct, can... Well, it can undermine a relationship or a partnership. And what I'd like you to do, if you would, is just tell us a brief story of a time when you didn't follow that yes. Maybe even at the time, you didn't even realize you had any gut feeling that was leading you. But now when you look back, you're like, oh my gosh, that was so clear. How did I miss that? Tell us what you, what happened and how did that play out? Sure. So uh, I'll, I'll talk about actually my my first marriage in uh, in. By the way, this is not to say that I'm even regretful that I had the first marriage, but it was definitely a, a an example of what you just talked about of not following my yes. And and this is I'll also put another caveat in there that this is not in any way to to suggest that my uh, first wife was not a good person and we didn't love each other. We did, but I kind of uh, knew I felt something on my wedding day that something wasn't right. Yeah, for for my my first wife, that something wasn't right, and I just didn't. I wasn't practiced enough in listening to my intuition, and I wasn't courageous enough to do anything with whatever it is that I found. Uh, and so we're married for several years, 
and uh, I made a wreck of it and stuff like that. But that, that's not the point. The point is that I uh, did have an intuitive hit that something wasn't right here and I probably shouldn't go forward. And, um, you know, in hindsight, I, I am grateful for that relationship. I learned a lot. Um, but if I, if I were honest, and this is actually the first time I've ever talked about it like, like this, is uh, I knew then that something wasn't right, that this wasn't right for me. So that was an example of it. And, and since then, I didn't like, I don't know, if it was a movie, I'd make some kind of pledge, but I don't remember making a pledge. I just knew that after that point, I realized I really have to uh, honor that intuitive feeling that I had. Well, thank you. And I, I really appreciate you sharing something that, that personal, um, but what an incredibly powerful example of how we can cause a major train wreck if we don't pay attention to that intuition. But mm-hmm. let's flip this around, Johnny. Let's say, let's take a time when, when you had that clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us about that. Well, that one uh, was was kind of related to the, the train wreck of, of uh, ending my, my first marriage. And I knew that I... I knew that I had had that experience before of picking the wrong person, being in the wrong relationship, and I had that multiple times. And I just knew that I there's something in me that had to shift and change and grow. And I was looking for something to help me make that change. And I'm, I, I mentioned uh, in our, our main interview, I'm a New Yorker, born and raised in New York City. And if you know anything about people in New York City, you feel if you're born and raised there, you feel like this is the center of the universe. The only reason why people don't live here is because they don't have the opportunity to live here. But of course, everybody wants to live and be in New York. So this is how New Yorkers think. And so this is important because the idea that came to me and it was an intuitive hit was I need to leave New York and move to California. Now, I'd only visited California nine years prior to that, and I've only been in the San Francisco Bay Area for a few days. And I felt very strongly that I needed to move to California and restart my life. And that was just crazy because I had the dream job in New York. I absolutely loved what I was doing. I was teaching and, and, and uh, just some awesome kids in a fantastic school in the South Bronx. And, um, and I, my whole life was in New York. My whole identity was wrapped up in being a New Yorker. I didn't know anybody in California. I didn't have a job, anything like that. I gave notice at my school when the school was ending. I was going to move to California and restart my life. And really, everybody thought I was pretty much crazy. Everybody thought, I know you're a I know you're all broken up about the, the you know, ending of your marriage, but don't ruin your life. This is a direct quote. Don't ruin your life. Uh, because I didn't have any professional success to build on, I would be starting from scratch out here in California. But I knew inside that my life was going to become my life here in California. And I couldn't explain why that was, but that was what I felt. Now, Looking back, what we realized is that Lar had already begun doing the internal work that we talk about and, and kind of spiritual work that we teach our clients to draw me in. So I moved out here to California. What I realized after a year being here is because Lar was here. And I knew that my life was going to begin 
when and, and my life began when I uh, when we met, basically. And so that was definitely a clear, like, no logical reason says leave everything you know and move to California where there's earthquakes and nobody that you know and no job. And everything fell together. I actually found a great, uh, a great job teaching and doing what I'd done before, creating curriculum and stuff like that. Um, and I made great friends and stuff like that. But and of course, the biggest thing is that I met Lara, and our daughter is born here, and we married here and stuff like that. But um, it flew in the face of every rational thought that I had, and I did it anyway, and it worked out really well. I love it. That is such a great example of how when you follow a yes, it leads you to more yeses. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. that's that's so huge. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, my pleasure. It's, it's really good. I, I, uh, I feel grateful that I did follow my yes, that's for sure. Ken Page wrapped up our week of interviews on Thursday, and he brought us some incredible gold nuggets about following your yes. Check this out. Ken, help us illustrate how not following our yes can actually undermine our partnership. And, and what I'm going to ask you to do is just tell us a quick story of when you didn't follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't even realize that you had a yes. But now looking back, you're like, oh, my gosh, that was so clear. I had this incredible insight telling me what to do and I didn't do it. Mm. <laughs> yes, I can answer that in a number of ways, but I'm going to answer in the most uh, vulnerable and immediate way, well, which is I'm going to tell yes, yes, well, that's what you ask for, and it's, uh, it's good. Um, so I'm going to talk about my current relationship, and it's something I, I've written about and, and talk about, and, and Greg and I laugh about a lot, but uh, I am Mr. Feelings. I'm the feelings channel, all feelings, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Greg is um, an IT guy. He's a business person. He's an IT guy. He's just, you know, he doesn't come from the same world that I do. And uh, even the world that I come from, my entire life I spent feeling too sensitive, too vulnerable, too spiritual, too living in the realm, the cloudy, the clouds of ideas and values and theory and spirituality. So I have a lot of kind of shame around that still. So when I speak in my language to Greg... There's an easy sense of embarrassment that I have. And, and the message that I have gotten and get again and again and again is that I must speak about who I am with him even though my language feels like it comes from a different world than his. And, uh, you know, I've told him this many times and always get his support on this. But every time I do, I feel like I'm speaking, I'm, I'm walking into in this way in a foreign country where I'm not sure if I'm going to be welcomed. As welcoming as he might be, because he can't respond in the same way. So for me, the yes is that, that intimacy in this relationship means being an adult. And being an adult means 
being the person I am and letting him be a different person, but still making room for the beauty and the preciousness of my language and, and, and having him be able to take that in too in his own way as I need to do for him. So the, no, the ways I haven't said yes to that are when I kind of feel like, oh God, this thing I'm going to share is so emotional. It's so esoteric. It's so spiritual. And then I don't share it. And then I swallow it. And that swallowing is not a good thing. And it actually creates the beginning of a wall between us that I then need to erase by going back to really being me with this guy so that I can feel embraced and welcomed and loved. But something I have learned after a lifetime of not listening to my yes is this, that the act of suppressing our yes is more than an act of suppression. It's an act of quiet violence. And violence always begets violence. And when we squash our yes or suppress it, we end up in masochistic situations where we don't feel self-love and we don't feel loved by the world. Because we create a vacuum where our soul is. And nature abhors a vacuum and fills it up with someone else's needs. So that's my thought and my story about this question. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's incredible. And I, I hadn't ever thought of it in the context of the quiet violence. Mm. And the, the reason that struck me so strongly is um, for years now, I've done a, a, a program occasionally called No is the New Yes. <laughs> I love that. And it's about the fact that we tend to be more comfortable saying no to ourselves than we are saying no to someone else. Yeah, yeah. And how that doesn't serve anyone. Yes. But that piece that you just introduced of that quiet violence is really what happens. Yeah. We're yeah. actually, you know, like slapping ourselves up at the head yeah. and saying, what are you doing with that for? That's, that's stupid. That's crazy talk. Instead of honoring it, no matter what it may sound like in our head. Yeah, um, and you know, the funny thing is the places where we do exactly that are the places where our soul lives. And that's why we're so tender around them. They're the most important parts of us in most cases. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's it's funny because in, our, in the interview, we already covered my next question, which is when you followed your yes, what did it lead to? And you said it, love leads to love. Yeah, yes, And, and we listened to that and we, we, you know, love that insight that we have and we express it it takes you to the next one and it's like one yes to another yes to another yes and you don't have to worry about no's anymore right that's right and that's more right, importantly Tim. you don't have to worry about maybes which are really just no's you wish were a yes <laughs> right right so it gives you that freedom to just stay in that higher vibration and move forward without all the stumbling blocks that typically we create for ourselves you know, and it, but it takes so much vision. Like I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm thinking, yes, but it takes a little bit of being up on the mountaintop. Like it takes a little bit of bigger vision and it takes some, some warriorship too. It asks courage of us uh, to do that. And I love that. And that's, that's exciting and a challenge. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, nobody got there without practicing. That's without right. making those mistakes. So that's right. Everyone listening, if you're going, oh, I'm not ready to be on the mountaintop, that's okay. Are you ready to start moving towards the mountaintop? 
That's right. Because, you know, on our climb up the mountain, to extend this metaphor, we all stumble. And what I like to remind folks is, even when you stumble, you're moving forward. It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, when you do it, this is, this, this kind of really connects to that, is that when you do that act of expressing who you really are, even though it's vulnerable, you probably will go through a little ring of fire. And that ring of fire might be embarrassment, annoyance, awkwardness, shame. And don't think that that means you shouldn't do that or that you're not ready. No, you're going to have to walk over that ring of fire again and again and again. And it's part of the bravery of really following your vision and why people are afraid to do it. So I just want to acknowledge that little ring of fire, shame, embarrassment, fear, that you're supposed to have to step over. It's like an initiation rite in which you do something that you don't know you can do, but when you step over the edge, you have become more yourself. So each one of those times when it's hard to say yes, and we do, it's an initiation right where we become more ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's that. incredibly helpful. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ken. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. This is a great, great interview. Thanks so much. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.